welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Ben and I alternate. So it is my great pleasure to spend half an hour with you all to kick off Breakfast with Champions uh, for today, Friday, uh, Millionaire Row. 
Uh, if this is uh, the first time you're tuning in, welcome for those that are um, here wherever in the world you are. It's evening for me, it's early morning for some of you and afternoon for others. You're in Breakfast with Champions, it's the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And we're here to bring you motivation, education and inspiration every single morning as best as we can. And we're here Monday to Friday from 5 a.m. EST. Saturday, 6 a.m. Sunday's Club 111 is on as well. Uh, I invite you to join the club if you haven't already and hit that share button and uh, let's get stuck in. So if we've never met, uh, my name's Ram, I'm from Sydney and professionally for the last 16 years, I've been practicing in the space of human-centered design, uh, creative strategy, digital marketing, branding as well. I started at Ogilvy uh, back in 2005 and worked my way through large agencies. Formerly, I was design director for DDB and took care of McDonald's and Audi primarily. And most recently, I was head of digital design for Saatchi and Saatchi here in Australia and uh, took care of clients like Amex, Qantas and Toyota. And so it's with great pleasure to bring to you some of the enterprise level learnings that I've had over that career. And uh, now I am an advisor and a, and a business coach using design thinking primarily. So that's what you'll get from my segments, a lot of those applications of design thinking methodologies. And with the overarching topic for today, uh, how to make more money. What a great topic. <laughs> uh, I reflected on this deeply in the last uh, fortnight and I found that uh, I, I always want to give you something practical, something that will inform, not confuse, something that will empower your, your own decision making and something that you can action and deliver. And uh, if you've known me, that's that's been the style that I try to give. And so I'll be speaking about how to validate your business idea. And let's first unpack why is it so important to even validate a, an idea? Well, simply put, we want to increase the likelihood of a return and we want to de-risk ourselves from a loss. And the only way to do that is to determine if the demand is greater than the supply. Now, as someone who works with hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners and companies, I've realized that most are not in a shortage of ideas. We have tons of it, lots of ideas, but we are in a shortage of action takers. And even more so, I often hear this, and you might as well, that I'm too scared to share my idea or to even pursue it. You know, if someone hears about it, they'll steal it and they'll reap the success and the benefits. But the reality is that if you keep your ideas to yourself, you can't validate them. And if you can't validate them, they'll never ever see the light of day. And who knows what impact you can make with that idea when it comes to light. So I'll share to you four practical tools and methods to help you with the beginning part of validating your business ideas. Now I say the beginning part because there are actually different phases to this. And I don't want to overwhelm you know, listeners with too much information, especially when I don't have visual aid right now. Um, usually I do this in a workshop style, but this will help you get going. And this is very practical, okay? So if you have a pen and paper or a digital notepad, go, go ahead and pull that up. 
but there is a specific process that I use with my clients and that I've used from my own businesses, which you can adopt as well. Keep in mind, tweak it according to your own needs. So this process is a three part phase. And again, I'm only doing the beginning part. So we're only going to do phase one in the interest of time and to make all of this digestible. So the first phase is market validation. The second phase is idea validation. And the third phase is product validation. Okay, notice that there are differences that I'm really specific here to uh, attack today. And we're gonna tackle the market validation phase. So it doesn't matter how you arrived at your idea, whether it be observed experiences, lived experiences, bit of both. What's important is that you have a business idea and that you want to validate it and you're ready to explore. Um, now, I was halfway through creating a, a user flow, like a flow chart um, that I wanted to post on my Instagram, but um, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to complete it, but I want to send it to whoever wants it. So DM me on Instagram and I'll send you this flow chart, which is uh, supporting visual for what I'm going to share. Now, market validation phase. So this is where it begins. If your idea passes this phase, then we can continue on to the other two, which were idea validation and product validation. So the first part of this market validation phase is to answer these four questions. Is there a market for the product as a result of your business idea? Okay, is there a market for the product? as a result of your business idea. If there is a market, we want to find out if it's big enough. Can it be addressed, addressable market? The second question we need to answer is, are there people who are starving? And I'm very specific with that word starving for the solution, not just kinda want it, but do they really want it and need it? Are there people who are starving for that solution to the problem your product will solve? And the fourth question is around this. Are they willing to pay for such a solution? Now there's spectrums of all this. So I'm gonna share tools now, uh, four specific tools that will help you answer these questions that I just gave you. And these are tools to extract facts, not assumptions. Okay, I, I'm big on data and making sure that we're being led by useful qualitative and quantitative data in our decision making. So use these tools in the order that I'm about to share them. Tool number one, the first tool is Google Trends to research and validate the business idea. Okay, this is tool number one. If you've not been to Google Trends, they have a, a section, it is incredible and it's continuously improving. But the way that I want you to use this is this, in this way. Um, the, the reason why it's so powerful is because it aggregates all the search keywords and maps them over time, maps them over a region, it maps them over total volume and combinations of words attached to that. So let's just say, and I don't know, I've, I've been big on chia seeds at the moment, so let's say we want to validate our idea based on chia seeds. Okay, so I'll use that as, a, as an example throughout today. I'll head on over to Google Trends and I'll type in the search term chia seeds. Now, if you set the filters to 
worldwide and time period from 2004, that's as far as we can go back to now, what we'll find is that we have a growth trend on chia seeds according to Google searches. What's even more fascinating is that you can, you can see according to Google in January, every single year, there's a pattern. In January, that's where the biggest interest is, while in December, that's where we see a substantial decline. I don't know why, <laughs> but it was just funny to stumble on this, that that was a pattern. Every year, January, massive surge in the word chia seeds. In, in December, it plummets, okay? So already, we've arrived at our first factual finding. But let's say we want to be more specific because uh, we want to produce chia seed oil, for example, or chia seed powder. So let's compare the two. They have a cool feature where you can, on Google Trends, you can have a side-by-side -side comparison. So you click the compare button and it does a side-by-side -side comparison. So we'll see the results of chia seeds oil versus chia seed powder and on this particular result that I found, as an example, is that there's another marker here that we see that proves that there is a market for not just chia seed products, but specifically the products that have demand are, are, are that chia seed oil is in higher demand than chia seed powder, okay? So you can dig deeper, analyzing the interest by regions or cities and look at the related keywords with the rising search queries, okay? So that's tool number one, Google Trends. That's just one example. The second tool I want you to look into after you've done that, and please apply this to any idea that you have. The second tool is the Google Keyword Planner. Very powerful tool to research and validate your ideas. So remember, we're, we're still under this first phase of market validation. So we continue our research uh, for market validation. Okay, I've used the example of chia seeds. And we hop on over to Google Keyword Planner. It's under the Google Ads tool. It's a free, free account you can use. and It's just free to sign up, rather. And we want to search for the differences between chia seed oil and chia seed powder. Okay, so there's a feature there called Keyword Ideas. So when you type in your keywords, and if I was to type in chia seed oil right now and chia seed powder, I click get results. The results I get for chia seed oil has 10 times more searches than chia seed powder. You'll also see that for both keywords, there is high competition. This means that it's a lucrative indicator to continue this phase of market validation. If there was no competition, you know, there likely isn't a market for such a product for now. Okay, because we also wanna look at market readiness. Now, if we look at the top page bid column, there's a top page bid column. We can see that Chia Seed Oil has a higher suggested bid, so companies pay more to advertise chia seed oil than powder. Again, this result is an additional sign or an indicator that we have a market that exists for both products. 
And the Google Keyword Planner is also useful as you can continue with the, your research, you can dive into it. I'm just touching the surface really in this segment of mine. But you can check other similar keyword ideas being bid for. You know, I found that there's chia seed benefits for hair and chia seeds for hair growth seems to be very popular and gets a lot of traction, right? Let's cut the guesswork here. We, we are able to get data points that do the heavy lifting of validating ideas for us. This is just one example. So from these results on Google Keyword Planner, I can see other terms closely related to my primary keyword of interest, chia oil, I looked into, okay? And something important on this phase of the validation is that there are several results that really link to this. Some people were searching where to buy, confirming that, so they were typing where to buy chia seeds. Literally, they wrote that. So again, it confirmed that there is a market for this. Okay, tool number three or four. The third tool I want you to look into is Amazon. <laughs> Nothing that is too complex. We've all been there. Amazon to research and validate your business ideas. And this is how I want you to use it though, okay? When you use the search bar on Amazon, you can check if there's a big enough market on there as well depending on your product, of course. So if it's relevant to you, go on Amazon. It is similar to the search engine approach we just did with Google Trends and Keyword Planner. In this case, people search products they want to buy on Amazon. So go to Amazon and type in the target keyword. Let's continue this example of you. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Used chia seeds. As you type, you know what happens. The predictive tool comes up. It predicts keywords. As you type in the search bar, it suggests with a drop down of what is interpret, it's interpreting what you might be interested in. And as I typed in Chia S, it was already predicting me to look up Chia Seeds. As I finished typing Chia Seeds, it came up with possible products that I might be interested in. And it and then as I typed chia seed oil, guess what came up? Chia seed oil organic, chia seed oil for skin, chia seed oil capsules, chia seed oil shampoo, supplement. Okay, so let's dive deeper. I want to search for different products that exist as chia seed oil. So in the search box of Amazon, I want you to put in, this is a little hack, put quotation marks type in chia seed oil in quotation marks to get the exact match with the words in, in quotes, okay? Not just typing it in willy-nilly, put it in quotes. So needless to say, there's a ton of, and so you hit search, there's a ton of products that come up. Um, now we've got a pretty strong case already at this point that there's an addressable market in this business idea, let's say. But let's search the results according to the average customer review and this is where the gold is 
So you can filter based on average customer review. We know that. But what I'd like you to dive into is, I then want you to open product by product, starting from the highest average customer review. And I want you to start looking at the more of the qualitative data here. I want you to look at the about the product, the product description, frequently bought together, customers who bought this item also bought what? Okay, there's also this wonderful section, customer questions and answers and customer reviews. Now, this is very important. So I want you to pull up a Google Sheets document or an Excel document so you can start comparing and capturing these uh, top average customer reviewed products. You'll need this later to guide your articulation and positioning and messaging based on what's working well. But these, these products are already selling, okay? So based on the best products reviewed on Amazon, you need to have a baseline on how they're positioning everything. So if you look at um, frequently brought together, you know, product descriptions, all of these can help you design how you position your product uh, when you, if you are to, to, to test this in the next phase. But I want you to look at customer questions and answers. And I want you to read all the questions and answers that uh, also seem to be asked quite frequently, okay? And you'll find that the most useful information for you in this research is what are the biggest customer problems challenges and pain points you don't want to read all the stuff that that's wow this is a great product you want to go well, why is this not a great product and you want to leverage that and use it to develop your product when you move into the phases of of idea uh, validation and um, and when you prototype this same with the customer reviews you'll find additional info about what customers like what they don't like how the product helped them you can look really closely at the lowest reviews. Why were they the lowest? You know, I found one that was quite interesting. Some person wrote, um, if you can't digest chia seeds, it's not for you. I have, a st I have had stomach bloating, digestive problems after taking these. It took me a week to find this out, that this was causing the issues. Uh, and now I've had to see a doctor and, and I've had to see a naturopath and get probiotics to get back to normal digestion. Okay, so this is very important. This is real people writing real reviews. Now the fourth tool of four that I want you to look at is to create uh, a survey with Google Forms or Typeform or SurveyMonkey, these are popular. But something simple, don't overdo it, right? Google Forms is just fine. And, and if you've gotten to this point, right? So we've gone through um, we've gone through Google Trends, Google Keyword Planner, uh, Amazon. Getting to this point assumes that you've already collected a decent amount of interesting perspectives. You've, you've formed some point of view, some representation. Many of us call it personas or there might be proto-personas, what we call prototype personas. And, and there are some experiences and, and real-world observations from your desk research. So you can go one step further and start gathering from the data directly from 
potential customers in the market. The best way to do this is to use a survey, but here is how I want you to use it. Don't use very structured closed questions with multiple choice answers. This introduces too much bias. If you really want to validate the market, because that's what we're doing first, we want to validate the market or the existence of it, the possible size of it, is it even addressable, the presence of demand for a solution, is there even an appetite for a solution, and the willingness to pay, I recommend that your survey be in two parts, but both are open-ended. You're asking open-ended questions. So I'll give you an example. The first part is about the market and potential customers. So with these questions, your purpose is to identify your market more accurately to segment your audience. So in this particular first part of the survey, you'll ask questions like, how can you describe yourself in relation to insert the relevant market problem or solution, the keywords, right? How, how can you describe yourself in relation to this particular um, area that you're looking to investigate? What is your profession? I even uh, have been doing this with a client of mine. They are a digital health clinic for Australian men and they service hair loss, uh, sexual dysfunctions, skin care, and they're looking to expand into weight loss. And guess what? They got investment, they've got funding to expand the business into weight loss. And guess how they positioned it? As a holistic approach. You know what the funny thing was? When I started doing these surveys, when I started interviewing potential uh, users uh, or prospects, hypothesized personas, I started recording and interviewing them. Guess what they all said? Hey Ram, uh, sorry mate, um, I, don't, I don't really know what you mean by holistic. Because the business wanted to position it as holistic. That was the brief that I got. And so we've got to make sure that we're not introducing our own bias. That's why it's got to be open-ended. Everything's got to be open-ended. I started asking them, how did you grow up? And quickly there were two personas that we identified, dad bod Dave, we called it. <laughs> no offense to any Daves out there. But you know, the dad bod uh, persona was different to the obese um, Oliver, we call them, right? And like these are real people, they have different problems. One was too busy, time poor. The other one was clinically obese, over 30 BMI. And so now we have clarity and purpose that we can't just give shakes and ready-made meals and meal replacements to the obese person, not necessarily. They are in a state, one guy told me he was, he felt that like he was in a dark place. He said that he was mentally struggling. He couldn't even recognize himself anymore. That's not the same tone that we were hearing from the others who were actually pretty high performers in their career. They put on a bit of weight, but they're not obese. And so this is where we need to validate through surveying and interviews. So use open-ended questions in your survey. Right? Well, this is still where we're at. And when it comes to describing the problem and possible solutions. So for example, we'll ask some questions like, what is your single biggest challenge 
or frustration with, insert your scenario. What is the biggest challenge of frustration? We don't know yet, right? We're assuming we don't know. How do you currently solve this problem? We should ask, how are you solving this? How are you getting over this friction point in your life for this particular thing? Do you want a solution that will solve this problem? Let's just ask them point blank. Do you even want a solution? It might not even be as painful yet. And so they don't want it. How many times will you use this type of solution? That's important too. Frequency might not be that might tick the box of, Hey, it's not viable. It's not feasible as a business. There's a, there's a problem solution pairing here, but it might not be viable. What does the solution need to give you in order for you to pay for it? We will find patterns. What does the market or the person have as a minimum standard or minimum entry point of what they need? And that reflects on us. Do we have the resources now to meet that minimum? How much will you pay for a complete solution and why? And here's another important one. How much will you pay for a partial solution and why? You see, Twitter was only the what's on your mind feature of Facebook. So there's so many ways to cut the pie. I'm speaking of pie, one of my clients bakery business, they're now expanding into um, the, the templates of certain tarts, right? The little, the base of it. So now they're crushing it in just manufacturing one part of a tart. That right. But anyway, so when you finish creating your survey with Google Forms, you can then send that to potential customers. You can send that to your email list if you have one. You can send that to uh, your social media accounts and, and community groups on Facebook work really well. Um, you can find loads of groups now on Facebook, right? And you don't need thousands of answers at this phase. You, you just need enough potential hypothesized customers to make the right decision, right? Depending on the product or service, you might need only as little as 50 all the way up to 500. But I wouldn't stress too much about getting to the thousands here, okay? Uh, and you can prove that you have a large enough market with potential customers that are starving, right? I said that word, starving for your solution willing to pay for it when you've gone through this phase. And only then do I recommend continuing to the next phase of the validation process because I broke it down into three and we only covered one for now. Market validation phase, that's what we did. Hopefully those four tools helped you out. And then we go into the idea validation phase and the product validation phase after. But hopefully this helps you get unstuck a bit. Um, because those other phases that you might think might be coming in, I want you to know that there's a time and a place for that. But until you do these light desk research um, information gathering of data points, then you don't, you, you, you basically are putting effort that's going to waste. So I see too many people creating the website already, right? Using a landing page. That's great for idea validation. But we need to know if there's a market first. 
I said using uh, and recording in-person interviews is important too. You do that in all of these phases, market, idea, and product validation. And I literally mean record. I mean, one of the biggest projects that I worked on was designing the next 10 years of New South Wales transport. It was how do the trains in Sydney and surrounds, how can a future state experience in 10 years time be better than what, what it currently is? And guess what? All of the people in the organization had very strong opinions. And when a leadership team who's been there for 20 plus years, let's say, it's very hard to change their opinion, right? And what we did was when, when we recorded, you know, 16 people on day one and got the, the, the clips, the highlights of each snippet, the, the punchy snippets, and they all were opposing to the views of the business. That can't be ignored. And this is the power of, of recording in-person interviews. And I just gave you the example earlier, the business of this digital health clinic. They said, we want to position this weight loss product that we're expanding to as a holistic approach. We speak to these Aussie blokes and they went, Ram, I don't even know what holistic means. So definitely record and capture in-person interviews, the qualitative stuff as well. And eventually, of course, we arrive at an MVP, minimum viable product, a prototype of some type. Okay, so that's... Uh, me for time we went from the first tool is to use google trends to research validate the business idea we then move into the second tool google keyword planner research and validate in more depth the third tool that you might not have seen as a tool but amazon to research and validate business ideas in that regard and diving into existing products and the fourth tool is to create a, a survey uh, but these aren't tools. Hopefully I was able to, able to not just give you the tools rather, but, but how to use them more, more effectively. So that concludes my segment with you wonderful people on uh, a topic that I've put under this umbrella um, of how to make more money uh, is how to validate your business idea and specifically on the market validation phase. Uh, as I said earlier, DM me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is the giant thinker. It's connected to my clubhouse here, and I'll send you a flowchart diagram. I'm almost done crafting it. I was I thought it would uh, only take me a few minutes, but it's uh, taking me a bit of time. I'll I'll use that um, to to expand how this connects with the other phases. Uh, it's a bit of visual aid. So that's me for time. Thanks again, everyone. Really, really appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.